Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is the Wesson Walker Show. All right, biggest accomplishment overall for Steve Wilkes. And it doesn't have to be a game, right? It can be the improvement and succeeding with Sam Darnold in those six games. It can be the rushing defense. It can be allowing Deontay Foreman to flourish. It could be a whole bunch of different It's West Well, stuff. good Lord, you took everything we could say, eight mile. <laughs> and Walker. Tell these people something they don't know about them. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. That's exactly what that was. Two o'clock hour off and rolling on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Wonder if Tim from Gastonia is speaking for the people on the text line, saying, please let the thousands of us who can't watch the Panthers figure out what to do. The Spectrum problem, Spectrum, dropping, ESPN, really all the channels that you can watch sports on these days. I know Fiddy had a real problem, and it's confirmed you're going over to YouTube TV to fight Spectrum, correct? Yeah, it'll probably come down officially, probably, probably Friday I'll go get everything set up, because I'm good. I'm good for all the NFL stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not good for the college stuff. And, you know, I don't date because I sit at home and watch college football for 15 hours on Saturdays. That's right. Well, because – never mind. Go ahead and finish. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I was going to say, though, that reminds me I need to uh, pick up my sports package so I can have my red zone cracking for Sunday. Yeah, I've got it for the first time this year, Sunday ticket. Red red zone. I'm excited. Oh, you got Sunday ticket. I just get red zone. I just add the sports package on for ten bucks. I got both. I'm I am fully embracing football this year to the utmost degree. Okay. And I've always loved the NFL, all of it, every single bit of it. But even college football, I mean, I'm diving right on in to the deep end that is the pool of football. Very ready for it. Sunday ticket, YouTube TV. Red zone, all of it, baby. Bathing in the water mm-hmm. of the football oasis. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Um, all right, yeah, Brian likes the uh, eight-mile promo. Yeah, it was a great insult from Wes. <laughs> it was very good. Those promos are fun. We'll have to get a, a few more rolling here on Wes and Walker. Speaking of off and rolling, time now for the Live uh, Wire with Josh Fitty Marlowe. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right. We're all still trying to figure out really just what the hell Brian Burns is doing. I I mean, Walker is a naturally confused looking dude. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) This, 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 uh, this Brian Burns situation has him all over the place. And in the break, he mentioned maybe he's just doing this to avoid not getting fined. Well, we're going to play an interaction from Frank Reich's presser with a Q&A about if the Panthers would find their pass rusher. Frank, one of the options you guys as a team would have would be to fine him for conduct detrimental 
Is that something that's been discussed? Um, listen, I mean, we all know how this works, right? I mean, I've been in this business for 30 some years, a player and a coach, and and understand that. Um, you know, there's a player perspective that we all have to respect and understand that player has to do what he has to do to get what he needs to try to get. Um, we also, and that's important. And I understand that we are, we love and respect Brian for that. I also understand that there's a business side over here, and you know the business side says that the player's under contract, he's expected to play. I'm just the head coach. I'm just trying to get ready for Atlanta, right? So we're all eyes are focused on Atlanta. What we talk about it, you know, we addressed it as a team, you know. So we, you know, hey, this is what it is. We trust that the process will work itself out. We're focused on getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. That's really the business side that has its position. The player has its position. We focus on Atlanta. Leaving that door open. Potential fines could be coming. Frank Reich, big old dodge there. I'm not going to fully address and clearly address whether we might find him or not. So I'm just going to say Bill Belichick stuff. We're on to Atlanta. Do you think they should? I mean, I don't. I'm totally fine with Brian Burns doing this. I don't I don't think should. I don't think they should. Okay. Right. I mean, if they do it, then OK. I honestly no, because I don't know what difference it would make if you're missing. If you're missing game checks then I don't know if the fines would make enough of a difference for Brian Burns to come back. Because at first we thought maybe he's, you know what I'm saying? Because game checks are obviously the your real money here. So if you're getting fined, then I don't think that would make, that that would be the thing that brings Brian Burns back. And maybe it is. And maybe he's just out there so you know he can practice and continue to just show up and do the whole Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So at that point, if... You know, Brian Burns isn't practicing, but he's at least there in pads and a helmet. Then it's like, all right, well, now you just can't do it. It's just a weird situation. I don't know if, no, I don't think they should, but they might try to. I just wanted to set an example so other guys don't try the same type of tactics, I, I guess you could say. Maybe that might be the rationale if they do decide to do that. Well, and my takeaway from that is that Frank Reich, I feel a little bad for him. Like, he, he's got to do, you know, this is the situation that a head coach is always going to be in. But it's not Frank Reich that is negotiating with Brian Burns on how much he should get paid. I'm sure Frank Reich would love to have Brian Burns out there because he's a head coach that wants to enhance his win-loss record as a coach in the NFL. Brian Burns is going to help him do that. Brian even told you, excuse me, Frank Reich told you earlier this week that Brian makes a big old difference. He's like, yeah, of course he makes a difference. It's going to be a lot harder without him on the football field. But the Panthers and Scott Fitter are more so because this is his responsibility, trying to figure out how to divide the money when it comes to payroll. What do you got, Fitty? All right, so not only did Frank Reich speak with the media, so did starting quarterback Bryce Young, who was also... Voted as a team captain along with Brian Burns and some other guys on the roster. Well, the rookie signal caller spoke about how important it is to him to be voted a team captain. It's a real honor. Um, it's something I definitely don't take lightly. Um, you know, it, it it means a lot to, to me that, um, you know, to, to be a captain. And, you know, I'm super grateful for my teammates um, for just, just accepting me and allowing me to, to come in. And this has been a great experience for me. Um, you know, I've, it's a great locker room, a great coaching staff. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, again, everyone just accepted me and allowed me to come in and grow and us to be able to progress um, as a team. So, um, you know, with, with really, again, it, it's something that I, I really take a lot of pride in. I, it's a huge honor um, for me. And, and obviously, there's responsibility that, that comes with that as well. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for that challenge, and I don't take that lightly, but it's definitely a huge honor. Psst. 
Cam Newton wasn't a captain as a rookie. Oh, no, don't you start it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they named Bryce Young a starter, and it seems to be very deserving. The way that everybody talks about Bryce Young as a captain, or not a starter, but you get a captain with Bryce Young. It makes all the sense in the world. You draft the QB, and he shows nothing but professionalism all across the board. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad we don't have to have the whole, is it a big deal that he's not a captain conversation? Like Fiddy is trying to manufacture by saying Cam Newton wasn't when he was a rookie. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, we knew this was coming. I'm not surprised at all. Everything you've heard about Bryce Young, the impact that he's had on the locker room, I'm sure uh, maybe they talked this over with some of the veterans as well who okayed this. So Bryce Young is a leader. We knew that was one of the pluses that you got when you drafted him. And so this just adds to it. Great for him. Uh, great for the organization because he looks like he's the leader uh, that the Panthers need and will need going forward into the future. Yeah, it does look like, too, C.J. Stroud was voted as a Texans captain by his teammate as well. I'm not sure about Anthony Richardson trying to find that as we speak, but at least Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have been named captains. All right, Walker, so at the end of yesterday's show, you uh, you read a quote from Mitch Kupchak over at P.J. Washington's presser about PJ's <laughs> desire to stay in the Queen City. Well, we've got the audio. And the question was asked by our very own Will Palachik. Uh PJ, in terms of why this deal for this amount of time and, and why this franchise, what was it about getting this done in this fashion that made you want to stay in Charlotte for this time? Uh, for me, I always wanted to stay in Charlotte. Um, there was no doubt about that. I think it was a great that's deal. Not, that's I think. not what your agent and your, your agents were saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first I heard of that. <laughs> I'll have you know, because I, I, I cut the press conference up yesterday. PJ awkwardly laughed for like 10 more seconds yes, after he did. that. Yes, he did. So watching this press <laughs> conference back, Mitch Kupchak takes a break from drinking water to fire that joke off. He heard the question, heard what PJ Washington was saying, and he needed to get that joke in there. You know, it's funny, right? I don't have a problem with it because it's not like he's uncovering some truth that was supposed to be hidden. We know that negotiations maybe got a little bit problematic. That's the reason that they didn't agree to terms until late August when there's some kind of soft deadline. You see the leftover deals in free agency. They're usually made late August or early September. We saw it with the Donovan Mitchell trade when he had the Utah probs. We saw it with Laurie Markinen when he was in a restricted free agency a couple of years ago. And so, yeah, clearly they couldn't come to terms on anything. They finally agreed to something. So, yeah, this is funny by Mitch Kupchak, and he's right. P.J. Washington was in such script mode that after he was laughing, he said, yeah, like I was saying, I always wanted to be in Charlotte. Just not acknowledging the joke as much. Yeah, I love it, man, because that's what happens when somebody calls cap. You hear somebody up there just talking wild, saying things that you know are not true, and you step in and say, oh, no, 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 no. On the contrary, you said none of that. I'm going to call you out. Did you have something else, or did you want to move on? No, I was just moving on. St sticking with the P.J. Washington, though, because he did join our very own uh, Kyle Leopold Bailey yesterday afternoon, and he talked about what has impressed him the most about uh, the number two pick in Brandon Miller. Uh, his work ethic, work ethic stands out to me. Um, he's very skilled. He can do pretty much everything on the court. He has good size to him. So I think he has all the intangibles to be a good player in this league, and I can't wait for him to come out and show everything he's been working on. So... Um, I think he's going to be great. Uh, he's going to be really good in, in Coach Cliff's system, and 
he's going to turn a lot of heads this season for sure. Anything of note here, or do you think this is this is just status quo? That- yeah, run of the mill, can of corn. In my opinion, <laughs> did you find something in this there? This is though? your boy, man. Is he making you a believer in Brandon Miller? Like, are you glad that Brandon Miller's in the purple and teal and not Scoot? I'm glad work ethic is a thing that he mentioned, for sure. I mean, we we could take this for granted, but we could also try to apply this to other rookies. I don't know if we've heard that. Doesn't mean that we've never heard it about rookies, but if we're talking about James Booknight, who has not worked out for the Charlotte Hornets so far, I don't know if we go back and find veteran players discussing work ethic for any of these other guys. Maybe they have, but I'm not taking it for granted. Like, good. This is the battle that you want to win right now with your rookie. It's, is he putting in the work to become better and better? Because it's going to be really hard to make that jump from collegiate basketball to the NBA. So I'm glad we're hearing this. I did want to focus a little bit more on the P.J. Washington stuff because we're having a similar situation with the Carolina Panthers right now and Brian Burns. I, I do wonder just how much agents control this and how much input they take from Brian Burns and P.J. Washington and the players because the agents are incentivized to get the biggest deal possible as well. And the agents, this is quite literally their job. So when P.J. Washington said he always wanted to be back in Charlotte, I don't know if he's lying. I do think he always wanted to be back in Charlotte. I don't think he would have sacrificed more money if it was there to be had with a different franchise. But the agents wanted to apply pressure. This is how you get big old deals done. Same thing with Brian Burns, where it feels like it would it would make sense that there's some kind of conflict, at least a little bit, where Brian Burns does want to be in Carolina. Hell, he does have ties here. We know that his brother, Stanley McClover, played here. So with Brian Burns wanting to stay in the city of Charlotte, but the agents needing to apply pressure to make as much money as possible, then yeah, I just I just wonder how that relationship works during the contentious negotiations that happen between the team and the players when the players should have say, but also they're not negotiating in a lot of these scenarios unless you're Lamar Jackson or, you know, some of the rare senses out there of players actually trying to negotiate uh, for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, it's just going to be uh, just uh, this whole situation, man. Every time we talk about it, there's so many different scenarios that go through your head. I love the scenario you brought up. Is he doing this maybe to not get fined and, and different things of that nature, man? So there's a whole lot to go into these negotiations. And then the funny part is, once it goes well and they get the deal done, it's like nothing ever happened. They're like, oh, you know, it, it was never this or never that. You know, we just wanted to get a deal done. So you never know who's telling the truth, who's lying. And anything that's just going on behind the scenes in these negotiations, we'll never find out. All right. Lastly, a fun piece of audio we got to get to. Um, After Duke's upset over Clemson, Riley Leonard asked for some uh, special treatment on a homework assignment. And uh, his professor kind of clapped back in the moment. Well, it all went kind of viral. Professor Taylor, if you're seeing this, please... Let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight. I think it's 12, so it may already be 12. Hey, Riley, great game last night, man. It was so exciting. Congratulations to you and all your teammates. But, you know, Wesley Williams and the other linemen who were in the class, they said they prepared ahead and did it ahead of time. So why didn't the quarterback? So no way, man. No extension. How lame is that? 
Right. So this is the funny part, though. Also, he talked about how the the offensive linemen, they got their paper in. And this was an interview done by yours truly for the ACC Digital Network, man. Went viral. This thing has been everywhere from Good Morning America. I, I got an email request from Fox News yesterday to be able to use the footage. And it's so crazy because people try to go viral and so we see riley over there with the acc network crew i know me and riley have a relationship so i'm standing there waiting because we did this kind of gorilla style and i said i know when he walks off the set he's gonna come holler at me he did we got a couple of questions out of him i asked him how he was gonna celebrate he talked about going to cookout and all this stuff you can see on the accdn on all platforms he said they were gonna go to cookout hang with his family stuff like that and then at the end you get that moment right there where he says about the paper, uh, his homework, and then my co-worker, the other person on my social team said, hey, we should cut that. That could go viral. And then before I got back to the hotel room, uh, it had been picked up by House of Highlights and so many other platforms, man. So it's been really cool to see uh, that happen. Wish I had been in the shot, though. But other than that, I was looking fantastic. for you. I yeah. saw ACC Digital Network and thought, oh, okay, maybe I was Wes right is the there one. on his uh, left. They know it's you, baby. But now That's we right. now we don't know. And you West can see the four. No, you can see the four <laughs> interview on my Instagram page and the Twitter page and all of those things. And on the ACCDN, you can see that full uh, interview. It's only a couple of questions. So I, it's not too long. I love that Riley Leonard is celebrating. You know high school football style yeah we're going to cook out and yeah. hanging out on the tailgate <laughs> it was pretty quiet because we went out we got something to eat after the game and i mean there were this was not just football town usa where it was just jumping it was pretty desolate i mean you were in hell wow wallace wade <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got you we don't use for those that couldn't see, Finney was waiting for Wes to give a reaction, and all Wes did was just look at the microphone. Finney was getting, give me something, Wes. No, give that me was something. funny. That yeah. was pretty good. That's what, that's what Finney was asking for. All right, let's move on. Only a couple more segments to go. Let's continue to talk about the Panthers. There's been a lot of attention on Brian Burns. We'll await an injury report that's supposed to come out later this afternoon. We also want to focus on the QB. What do we expect from him in week one? Let's talk about it next. Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to the Weston Walker Show as we put in work on a Wednesday, work Wednesday. That's another alias. War Cry Wednesday, work Wednesday. 
Either way, we're doing our thing. Hit up that text line, 704-570-9610. Plenty of texts have been coming in today. A lot of people concerned about the Panthers. Brian Burns, an 843 number, says, Walker, what I don't understand is why don't the Panthers just trade Burns? Get some picks for him now before the season starts, especially if he is wanting $30 million a year. We can always pick up an edge rusher in the draft. Thanks. Well, let me say first, uh, 843 number that says his name is Ian. Pass rushers don't grow on trees, especially really good ones. That's why a guy like Brian Burns is able to kind of act like this and command certain salaries because – these guys don't come along very often. Yeah, trading Brian Burns now after you decided to turn down a couple of uh, a trade at the deadline last year, that would be really weird. So if you're going with, okay, no thank you, Philadelphia, that was rumoredly offering a couple first. The Rams reportedly offered two first and a second to go get Brian Burns. If that's the case and you said, nope, we're good, now we're going to trade him right before the season? That wouldn't make a lot of sense, especially with a team that had been gearing up and had been praised all offseason with hiring the kind of staff that they did to give this NFC South a go because it is so weak with Tom Brady leaving the division with the New Orleans Saints still not being world beaters despite being a better team just because they have a better quarterback. But it's not like Andy Dalton was awful last year. I know you liked him, Wes, and Andy Dalton wasn't awful. Derek Carr still going to be a better player this season with the Saints in my opinion and the Falcons a lot of people are high on them I get that I just think this is a okay let's see how much we can win with our rookie QB and try to do the whole win now and win for the future type of thing trading Brian Burns at this point after all of this mess that you've gone through I don't think that would make sense at this point yeah and then we're also getting advice for people looking for alternatives to spectrum not carrying channels that they need for their sports needs and so Coach Manson says, why not just get Disney Plus for 17? It includes ESPN Plus. So is that an option you feel like people should take? I mean, unless you want to watch all of the Disney movies, you do get ESPN Plus. So that's not a bad option. But that's also if you want to tack on $17 to what you're already paying for Spectrum. And I know 17 for some might not be much, but it still adds up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm telling you to go to YouTube TV. And YouTube TV is where it's at for me. I know Fiddy is on the board now. I know you're a big fan of it. That's how I will be watching my NFL and my college football. I've had pretty much long. all of the streaming platforms at this point. I've tried them all. Have you I really? Said, I yes. I had Sling when Sling first came out. That was the first one I had. Uh, I tried Hulu for a little bit. Hulu Live. I didn't like that one. Um, then, of course, I had YouTube, and then um, there's one more I feel like that I tried that I didn't like. But YouTube, in my opinion, was the best. And then Sling. Sling is the best value, but you're just missing certain channels. And it, that's really what it comes down to. What channels do you like? What do you need the most? What do you feel like you can't live without? And I think that helps a lot of people make their decisions, too. But I think YouTube TV and Sling are the two best. I made the jump from Spectrum to YouTube TV a few years ago. Haven't looked back. It's been fantastic. Fiddy, I'm excited for you as you make this jump in your streaming services. I mean, I'm going to hold a, a formal press conference and just thank you and hope that Mitch Kupchak is there to say that I never <laughs> wanted to leave. Uh, I mean, I just, I bootleg. I mean, I use my Mamas and Flounders oh, no. Spectrum stuff. That's how I watch TV because uh can't afford cable. But I think I can afford uh, YouTube TV. All right, so the Bryce Age will open 
on Sunday when Carolina plays Atlanta. And so after what we saw in the preseason, we know about the draft process. We know about what he's been doing in practices. But after we saw them in games, what are your expectations for him after this preseason? Have they risen? Have they fallen? Where are we at? I feel very good about Bryce Young going into week one. I do. You said it with one of your takes. I believe it was your mild one yesterday, Wes. As long as everybody does their job, Bryce Young is going to succeed. You drafted him number one overall to become a franchise QB. I think franchise quarterbacks elevate the play around him. Even if it's a little early, I do think that he can elevate the play of some of these wide receivers that everyone is saying is the worst group of wide receivers in the NFL. Number 32 or 31, I have not seen too many lists rank them anything above 30. So I think Bryce Young can do that with some of these guys. Hopefully the offensive line performs to the tune of what they did last year rather than what they did in the three preseason games. That would be great if the offensive line can hold him upright just enough. I think Bryce Young can start to carve defenses because he is such a precision passer. We know his processing is elite. I have total trust more than you would think in a rookie QB. Maybe not Bryce Young because he's such a different model being younger, not being younger, excuse me, being shorter, but also just being such a smart football player. I have total trust that he's going to be able to take care of business. It's all about can the offensive line protect, can wide receivers get separation and make you know 50-50 catches those are going to be the things that really accentuate Bryce Young's play. Yeah, some of the totals that we talked about earlier in the preseason, I feel like yardage-wise, I may come down just a touch, but I think the big thing that you're going to take from Bryce Young is going to be the efficiency that I think with which he plays it. I think when you talk about the yardage coming down maybe just a bit, because I think depending on how the offensive line plays, maybe a little bit more conservative in the play calling, lean on the running game, at least to start the season for sure. Uh, they're going to try to soften up defenses with that run. And I think maybe their play calling may be a bit more conservative for Bryce in the beginning, because especially if they see that they have issues blocking, maybe to lessen the chances of Bryce taking some of those hits. So I think that that, that, that may affect his production that maybe we talked about earlier in the season. But other than that, though, I think Bryce is going to be, as we thought he was going to be, a very efficient, cerebral, young quarterback that makes good decisions, uh, keeps Carolina in a good position, puts his receivers in a good position to make plays because Sports Illustrated uh, on SI.com came out with their 2023 NFL rookie stock watch. And so they talk about which players, 10 players to be exact, are rising and falling. And this is Matt Verderami. I hope I did not butcher his name. Matty V. Yeah, Matty V. That's what we'll go with. But they have Bryce Young, interestingly, in the falling category. And they say this isn't really about Young, but more about his offensive line. Young was belted time and time again in Carolina's three preseason defeats, going a combined 14 of 24 for 129 yards and a touchdown while being sacked three times. He said when he had time, Young showed glimpses of why he was taken with the number one pick. But the Panthers' offensive line is a looming issue. So, Walker, what do you make of that? Do you feel like his stock is up or down based off the situation around him and not necessarily because of him. 
I do think based off what you've seen in the preseason, if you give real merit to that, then you probably are more down on Bryce Young than you were when he was drafted and in training camp when we were getting highlight plays every single day. Yes, we were getting an interception a day, but we were getting highlight plays. We were getting passes downfield. DJ Chark and Bryce Young really developed a connection. And then Terrace Marshall did as well, even Mingo, right? We got to see some of that in the preseason. Thielen was the final piece to that puzzle when they hooked up quite a bit in that Detroit Lions game. But for me, this is if, if you go back and you really pay attention to the offensive line individually and pass protection reps, okay? The real egregious mistakes, it was Iki Kwanu every game. Iki Kwanu had a bad preseason. Hopefully he can live up to what he left, uh, what he did last year and doesn't need as much help. But even if he does need a little bit more help, we got to see the QB largely protected last year. So if you need to tap back into it, yes, I guess it does limit you. But the first and foremost thing you need to do is protect Bryce Young. So we'll see what happens there. Iki Kwanu was not good in the preseason. The other mistake, the other real bad performance that you got was from Bradley Bozeman against Dexter Lawrence, where I don't know how many more dominant performances I'll see in my life, right? Like in the trenches, Wes, you and I talked about it a lot. Dexter Lawrence, every single play beat up on Bradley Bozeman, literally every single play. I don't know if I've ever seen a worse grade on pro football focus (laughs) for a single game than what I saw Bradley Bozeman in pass protection against the big old Dexter Lawrence. Everybody else in pass protection, for the most part, looked okay and even looked good. A lot of those grades were in the green, but we know how offensive lines work. Sometimes it only takes one not doing their job for there to be pressure, and it only takes one dude to attack you in the backfield. So I I like limiting the margin for error. If it was three guys that needed to fix some stuff, okay, then now we have a real problem because two could fix it, and then we'd still have a problem on the left side. But I I like betting on a sixth overall pick that works hard, that's smart, that had a good rookie season to figure it out. I like betting on that guy to be able to figure it out. And so if you believe in that, that is a glass half full approach. That's what I'm going to be taking, especially in these first two games in the division. All right. So now when you look at that, and I will say that based off his circumstances, too, do I think his stock is up or down? I mean, I'm just going to go stock up because it's Bryce. I'm going to buck what this said to kind of take him out of it with his play. I think he's going to play good. And I think one thing that could come out of this is that he will get more kudos even if the offensive line isn't up to snuff because I think he's going to play well through that, all things considered. And I think that's the thing. His football character will shine through even if he's dealing with a little bit of adversity. But – According to Bet Online, the odds came out for the chances of an NFL quarterback losing their starting job during the 2023 regular season. Can you guess who was number one? The first QB, Sam Howell. Okay, you were close. He was number two. Baker Mayfield was number one. Ryan Tannehill was three. CJ Stroud was four. Mac Jones was fifth. So Bryce Young is not in the top five. But he checked in at eighth with 12 to 1 odds he could lose his job during the season. Now, I feel like I know which way you're going to go, but how likely are these odds to happen? Could you see at any point in the season Bryce being benched for no, play? No, I can't. Because that means Bryce Young is playing so poorly that you have to go to Andy Dalton. 
because of him, right? Now, the only reason that he would get benched is if you don't want to crush him because the offensive line is also that poor. Mm -hmm. That would be the only other reason. But if we're talking about guys to get benched because of their play, because the QB is a real problem and it's not the offensive line, then no, I do not see that. It would be it would be a mistake. You're starting him game one, as you should. You drafted him number one overall. I don't think the offensive line is going to be such a big problem to the point where you don't, like I always bring up the Rams example, when it was Case Keenum and Jared Goff. Goff was the number one overall pick. But that Rams offensive line was so bad, they decided, all right, look, as brutal as it is, Case Keenum is more expendable than what Jared Goff is. So if the offensive line is bad, we'll just put Case Keenum out there until it's time to ride with Goff. And then they did so in like the last six games or so of the season. That's the only reason that Bryce Young would get benched. Think about even just doing the whole yo-yo thing, playing with a young QB's confidence. I, Andy Dalton, to me, while I thought he did a pretty good job with the Saints last year, he's not good enough to take over your number one overall pick in Bryce Young. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he'll be benched this season because of play because I think Bryce is just too cerebral of a quarterback. I think he's going to make the right play more times than not, so I think that's going to keep him uh, in his seat as the starter. But let's hear from Steve Smith, who was on the Kyle Bailey show on Tuesday on how the Panthers can ensure Bryce Young has a strong debut on Sunday. One way to get anybody uncomfortable is get him off his mark, right? And so if you can keep him on his mark and – allow him to allow Bryce to use his superpower, which is his pocket awareness, his ability to process, his ability uh, to really stay on his mark and never allow the rush to alter his throwing motion and, and to go through his reads and his progression. That's what you, that's the way you can lose against Bryce Young. Yeah, I agree with C. Smith wholeheartedly. I mean, as he said, anytime the pass rush bothers you, gets you off your spot, you're not going to play well. And so it's just going to come down to uh, that offensive line showing marked improvement from what we saw in the preseason. Yeah, we can get into the details as we go on. Still have a couple days before we get to the weekend. But there are some tough defensive matchups that they're going to have to go against. It's not the defense of the last couple of years. They went out and they got some dudes. Jesse Bates, fantastic safety, went out and paid for him. Wake Forest. A.J. Terrell, ACC, he's a very good cornerback. Probably not as talked about as some of the other guys like a Sertan, certainly J.C. Horn here, but A.J. Terrell is very good. And then that defensive line looks a lot better than it used to. With Grady Jarrett, who's always been very good, has never had help on either side of him, now you get someone that's a veteran, old, but still a serviceable football player in Calais Campbell. So, yeah, this is this is not the okay who cares defense like they were the last couple of years anymore they got some they got some dudes on that side of the ball it's still not going to be as good as the saints defense in my opinion there still are some better ones out there but yeah there are ways that the offense is going to have to scheme some things open and hopefully that will help bryce young into uh play well in his first nfl game all right fitty last flash of the day let's get it it's all right City. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little city. Wow. All right, so locally we've been focusing on the Brian Burns situation. Nationally, the Chris Jones holdout 
uh, along with the Bosa one, are really getting the big headlines. Well, he met with local media at a charity event uh, earlier today, and he said, quote, he's simply asking for a raise <laughs> and that if, if, if a deal does get done, he could be out on the field tomorrow night as the Chiefs do begin their Super Bowl uh, defense at home against the Lions. I feel like if it was just a raise, the deal would have already been done. When it's all said and done, Chris Jones, maybe the second best, maybe the best interior defensive lineman in football. I think he's on the field tomorrow night in Arrowhead. I say no. I think this is going to be a little lengthy. I say yes, and it's not because I don't believe Chris Jones is going to hold out. I think Kansas City realizes how important he is to that team. This is Super Bowl picture with Kansas City. And if you take away Chris Jones, who else do you feel good about on that defensive line? The margin for error is so slim. Yes, even for Kansas City, we can go back to their playoff wins, even this last time against the Cincinnati Bengals, even in the Super Bowl, where Chris Jones had that long streak of not having a sack in the postseason. That came to an end in a big way on that postseason run. They don't win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones playing. So now that you have maybe even less defensive talent, I think Kansas City decides, you know what, we need to stop playing. We actually are going to pay him very close to what he's asking for if not 100% because we can't Carolina might be getting ready for the future Kansas City is looking to win every single year I think they pay up yeah uh, the thing is too I wonder if he wants to be paid more than Aaron Donald and I wonder if the Chiefs are scoffing at that which they more than likely are but we'll see as the world turns in the NFL but when we come back on the Weston Walker show we close this thing down on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, maybe even Brian Burns. All listening to that Wu-Tang Clan protect you check. Don't know if they're going to be playing this weekend or not. Chris Jones, Kansas City, <laughs> Detroit. They'll be kicking off the NFL season tomorrow. Excited to see this one take place. We also had a little bit of an injury scare with Travis Kelsey that was reported yesterday. I saw a report that said, hey, his ACL is intact, which is in good news. But with the fact that they're saying that makes it bad news. So I was real worried about Travis Kelsey. There is a hyperextension of the knee. We're not for sure that he's going to play. I haven't seen any latest report on that. But Wes, you were asking before we even started the show how much uh, that would take out of the excitement of this game between Kansas City and Detroit. 
How much does it for you if Travis Kelsey does yeah, not get Yeah, I mean, I just hate when you get a big matchup, especially to start the season, and key players are missing, and it all depends. But we know what Kelsey means to this Kansas City organization. He is Patrick Mahomes' biggest, biggest target. And so if he's not playing, we know Mahomes, though, can get it done. They traded Tyreek Hill, still won a Super Bowl, didn't matter. We know Mahomes can still go ball out without Kelsey, but it just takes a little bit away from the football game when one of the two to three best players in the game will be missing. Yeah, I mean, to me, you get a chance to watch Patrick Mahomes play football. Like, he's been in the league, what, five, going on his sixth year, I think, as a starter. He's already reached the level of all-time greats where, like, you know, it, it's it's an honor to watch that dude lace it up and go out there and compete. You got even more respect for him after watching what he goes through getting ready during the quarterback documentary on Netflix. So, I mean, dude, he could be out there with the three of us, and I'd be excited as hell to watch him play quarterback. Yeah, just throw me uh, a fade in the end zone. I might catch one out of the 25 that you throw, but that's the only thing. How that gas I'll... would you be after running a route, Fitty? <laughs> All right. This is the second time you've you've tried to really throw some shade my way. You know, you tried to make a joke earlier about me going out dating and you stopped yourself. And now now you're calling me fat. I did not. And I, I just asked you how many. We would all be gassed after a certain number. I'm just asking you how long would it take you? How long's the fade route? Uh um, fade's normally about fifteen, twenty well, yards. Well, hold on. You're not running a fade. There's no way. Oh, you don't think I can run a fade? No, let's, why would let's go outside right now. Oh, I would love to do this. I will moss you. Fitty, you have no... I would love to do this. If you're down, I am down for Wes to be quarterback. Us run five routes against one another. Fade routes specifically and see who comes out on top. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a back shoulder. Fade, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna that would be the route for Fitty, a back shoulder. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe like, I don't know, do you go a screen pass, get blockers out in front of Fitty and hope to God he falls forward? I think that's probably what happens. I thought my route would be a comeback route. That is sick. Yeah, I don't know if you could be able to get out there fast enough. Yeah, you think you could get separation on Walker to be able to run that? No, I don't think so. I think I'd be able to cover that quite well. Speaking of being out of breath on some of this stuff, we did a combine for my fantasy draft that was held this weekend, and there were a lot of people that are hitting that 30-year-old mark that have realized their 20s came and went like that, like they're done. And so we did a combine. It's not even really all that taxing. You're talking about throwing a football. So you start the timer. You throw a football. You run over to a table. You flip a cup. You hit a pong shot. Okay. And then you run to a specific spot in the yard. And then you have a 40-yard dash. And when I tell you, after that one single 40-yard dash, with very minimal running before that, just out of breath. Like, people were absolutely done after that. Now, I was okay, but it certainly wasn't like it used to be even three years prior. <laughs> is there video evidence of this? There is not. There is not video evidence of it. I did get second place, though. Tech, I got second. I could have been third had somebody actually hit the button the first time around. But really, it's all about getting the flip cup on the first try and hitting the pong shot early enough on the first try. Took care of that was able to get speedy on the 40-yard dash, so I got second place. But people were huffing and puffing, going back to their computers to hit the draft. Oh, yeah. If it's something that you haven't done in a while, man, you're going to be done. You're going to be gassed. Oh, 100%.
Uh, let's go do a couple of the text lines. I know Shroppy was picking up Fiddy's joke, but I decided to ignore it. Sirloin Hater wrote in on the text line. Walker, if you don't catch five of five and defend all five, that should be considered a loss. Sirloin Hater not really having a whole lot of confidence right, well, in you. He's definitely a uh, style points guy. <laughs> uh, Brian said it's got to be a back shoulder throw because you can't throw Fiddy a backhand. Backhand compliment? Yeah, I was about to say backhand. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the route. Ooh, Pfeiffer, did you see his text? No, tell it to the people. He said, dude, it's 95 degrees outside. Fitty passing out, just walking to the parking lot. <laughs> Look, it's not like we we have the material because we have the throw-up story helping Kyle move that one time. <laughs> Look, here, here's the thing, man. We also have you dunking on a six-foot goal and wanting to go to cookout, but being out of shape and deciding to, you know, come back to the right. studio. That morning, I helped Kyle move. It was like a drill sergeant. I mean, he was barking orders. I mean, I thought I was in the military. It was like boot camp, Bailey I, boot camp. I feel like that's cap. I, and I feel like as soon as Kyle comes in, he's going to dispute that. I, I think you know Kyle is a good dude. I feel like. Once you threw up, I, I don't think he knew about it, maybe. In fact, did he not know about it He at didn't first? know about it until okay. I told you guys. Remember, we were at the okay. golf course. That's right. And I said I covered it up with a single leaf. <laughs> <laughs> that still is the funniest part of that whole story. How in the world do you cover it up with one single leaf? Wow. Yeah. All right. That's Josh Fitty Marlowe, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go out. We're going to go five defensive reps. Five offensive reps with Wes Bryant as all-time QB. We'll give you a report on it tomorrow. Until then, stay tuned for the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.